Ryan's gonna... Ryan, will he'll feed you baby bird. Okay, you listen here, you dumb little... And furthermore... Joe, Joe, you're... Oh, he's he, he's going into the fetal position right now. Yeah, it looks like he's weeping. Huh. It, it must be a victory week. Welcome to another episode of Astronauts Anonymous. Uh, this, today is July 24th. Uh, and this is episode 6. Yes, episode 6. Uh, we are again Astronauts Anonymous, bringing nerdy news one step at a time. I am Joe Bennett. I am Viet Lee. Hello. I am Ryan. And I'm Alex. Alright, so, uh, we got big show today, actually. A lot of news out of San Diego Comic-Con. The so, San Diego uh, Comic-Con? San Diego. Oh, I think San that was Diego. playing alongside the San Diego Comic-Con. Yes, yeah, San Diego. My birthplace, actually. You were born there? Yeah, I was born there. Uh, was only there till I was two, so I don't remember a single thing about it. But wait, you you were born in a whale's vagina? Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. oh, great! Two thousand five references. <laughs> yeah, just keep it up with the times. <laughs> Relevant. I'm only nine years too late. No, eleven. Oh my god. <laughs> I, th- I, I threw out 2005. I honestly don't remember if it came out 2005, but I'm assuming sometime around then. Around the time when Vince Vaughn was still relevant. So 2005. Uh, <laughs> so who wants to go first? Uh, five minutes here? I will go first. All right. I have nothing. Ryan. I was, what? You got a Gyarados, I know that. Yeah, well, that was last week's news. Uh, all old, right. Old news. Although, um, I saw a breakdown, actually, on Reddit, and somebody was saying that the most powerful non-legendary Pokemon is Dragonite. It is. And and, and Vaporeons are mad OP. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how they were first-gen, is that they they were uh, immune to everything until they introduced, like, the Fairy-type, which was just last-gen. And they were, like, as strong as a Mewtwo. So, Yeah was really OP. Didn't you... What was that show you were talking, telling me about before you were watching this week? Harmon Quest? Yeah, Harmon Quest. It was amazing. I got Wait. a subscription to CISO just to watch the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Dan Harmon and um, his uh, his Pathfinder group, and then some random guest celebrities come in, and they run, like, one-shots in Pathfinder. Yeah. And, but it's really funny, because they're all, like, a lot of them are professional comedians and writers. That's great. And one of the dudes is, or one or all of them are actually like uh, improv dudes. One guy came from, or what I know him from is Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's the guy in the suit. He's like a close friend of Dan Harmon's. Yeah. Okay. He, he shows up on Dan Harmon's podcast all the time. And Dan oh, hey, Harmon's podcast, so. on a Dan Harmon's podcast, he would play D&D on there all the time, too. That was, um, I can't think of his name right now. I, th- I saw the picture of him before. Um, it's the guy that does the voice of Mr. Peanut Butter from BoJack Horseman. <laughs> I I don't get that reference. Uh, it's been so long since I've seen BoJack Horseman, so... Well, I mean, just came out, which I'll, I'm going to be talking about that, I'm going to mention that. Um, if it's not... Are you talking about Paul F. Tompkins? Yes. Yeah, Paul okay. F. Tompkins. I saw, I saw he was on that show. Yeah, he was on the first episode. Okay. He was a guest star. Yeah. Spoiler, he gets killed off. 
Okay. <laughs> Every one of their guest stars is like, well, I have to die now because I'm not going to be in the next episode. <laughs> they had to kill him off each episode. Yeah, pretty much. The, the best death is Aubrey Plaza's. Oh, nice. She's in it? Yeah. I love her. She, yeah, her, her episode is the second funniest. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, I saw her in uh, Mike and Dave Me Wedding Dates. Was that any good? It was all right. Yeah, I didn't expect much from it. <laughs> it, it was actually your, now I, I can say that it was your typical Zac Efron comedy. Yeah, that's odd that that's a thing that you can actually say, but... It's a thing. Yeah, it is a thing you can say now. Yeah, he's, 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 he's codified his own school of comedy. Yeah. Which basically get other comedy writers to that need a good-looking guy in the movie. Well, and, and be willing to be self-deprecating, unlike yeah. a lot of other pretty boy actors. Yeah. And be, and be shredded to the point where I'm wondering if, when the last time he had, like, a drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else going on this week, Ryan? Uh... Ryan's getting married in two weeks. Yeah, totally attending a wedding in two weeks. Yeah, attending a wedding. As the groom, he's being very modest about it. <laughs> we wanted to tell everybody, but now it's a big, big surprise. Yeah, I'm marrying my cat. It's uh, it's legal now in the state. Oh, show sure enough, and you're tying the knot. All yeah. Right. He's yeah. making an honest man out of you. <laughs> Right, what about you, V? What have you been up to this week? Wait, we changed topics. That means... Oh, my God. Oops, that was the wrong thing. Here we go. <clears throat> oh, that was also the... You know what, V? Go ahead. <laughs> okay, anyway. No, my week has been pretty much... Uh, um, I did see Ghostbusters, and I'm just chomping at the bit to get into that. Um, definitely looked at a lot of the trailers that came out from the San Diego um, Comic-Con. You know, definitely the one that I'm really excited about is Doctor Strange, of course. Um, also, you know, The Flash, you know, there's been tons of stuff. I actually wanted to talk a, about a subtopic with the Ghostbusters thing, but we'll get into that later. Um, a lot a lot of what I've been doing is, you know, adulting this week, paying bills, um, being broke. That's yeah, never any fun. No, it's not. Um, I downloaded Tinder, and uh, Gary the Banana has a Tinder did you actually make it from Gary the Banana? Yes. That is amazing. So, <laughs> he hasn't gotten any likes yet, but, you know, I'm pretty sure Gary's going to appreciate this a lot. <laughs> you know, because he's been really down since, uh, you know, you know, Sally the Orange left him. <laughs> Nobody likes a deflated banana. He can't help that. <laughs> yeah, there's pills for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sending you an image of what your tint profile should look like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for the audience, Alice just sent us a photo of uh, the banana stand from... Uh, Mr. Banana oh, Grabber, please. The Banana Grabber, yeah. From the rest of the development. <laughs> no touching my banana. It's, it's very, you know, it's very similar to Gary. It says... I would say yeah. so, but Gary might disagree with you. That's true. And if you notice, actually, the Banana Grabber's on a Segway, just like Joe... Yeah. No. Yes. Also, very much looks like it's supposed to be. Yeah, it is. That's, yeah, that's the joke. You know, actually, I think they filmed most of the movie on a on a Segway. They would hold the camera on a Segway. <laughs> See, if we said if we compared if Gary was here though, we compared him to that. He would get mad at us because he's saying that we all we think all bananas look alike. Yeah, so, he's very touchy about the whole fruit relations thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a lot just, bigger than Gary the Banana. Just saying. Whatever you do, don't don't call him Chiquita because that he'll oh, really. Oh yeah, he loses his mind. He'll that. lose his freaking. He'll he'll lose his peel. <laughs> he'll lose his peel. That sounds messy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I spent uh, most of my weekends I spend volunteering at various other organizations. So, and uh, at an event that I was supposed to be honored at, I ended up being one of the volunteers working that event. <laughs> so, well, it was an honor to work. <laughs> it was an honor to volunteer at an event that I was supposed to be honored at. To honor Viet for his dedication and always, well, oh, his willingness to always work, he's going to work while we're honoring him. Exactly. <laughs> How else will people believe that you're worthy of the honor if you don't prove it? Yeah, if I'm not working. <laughs> it's okay, I may have taken a slab of cake afterwards. Like a, not a slice. A slab. I just imagine you took it though in the middle, like they were like talk somebody else was giving a speech and you snuck in the back, like shoved a piece in your mouth and cried a little bit. <laughs> also for some reason I imagine you dressed as a banana. It just helps the visuals. Gary wouldn't have done something like that. Gary would have went on stage. That, yeah, if if he were to eat like banana pudding, Gary would be a cannibal. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a very and, sore subject for Gary. Yeah, and you know the Gary family motto, no touching my banana. Exactly. <laughs> but no, other than that, I mean, just uh, I spent two hours yesterday outside uh, trying to lead a meditation group outside, which in Indiana it is ungodly hot, so I don't know thought, why I thought that was a good uh, idea. It's, been awful it's not the heat, it's the humidity. Yeah, that's the thing, it's the humidity. Yeah, it's the humidity that really, I mean, because like, Everybody was just like, and I'm sitting there, I'm meditating like I usually do, and everybody, I, you know, I look up, and everybody's just, are we done yet? Are we done yet? Like, I imagine Viet being like, and everybody stand up and reach for the sky, and he's like, very good, everybody, and it's just a bunch of stalks of corn with hats. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Although that does explain some uh, trips on acid I had. <laughs> But no, that's pretty much been my week. Uh, I mean, I revisited uh, Kingdoms of Alamore um, early in the week, but, you know, that's written by, you know, that was partly developed by R.A. Uh, Salvatore, so we're, we've already discussed that. So. Yeah. Wait, that's Alex's favorite author, isn't it? Yeah, it I is. So. Alex's absolute yeah. favorite author. It's, it's right up there with my love for Brave, in that it doesn't <laughs> Alex's favorite movie. Yeah. I, I love R.A. Salvatore in the same way that Cersei Lannister loves Ned Stark. <laughs> and with that so joe what's going on with you uh actually i had a pretty busy week week and weekend i um as far as what i did i read um our body we forgot to transition so I just... there we go <laughs> i give up on this i lost my mind Apparently, think, Alex has two. I think you broke Alex. Oh. Yeah. It's like a little bridge pulled out. All the revenge you're getting for me naming your cat show now. <laughs> it's not even revenge anymore. I, I just love the gong. Oh my God. As you were saying? As I was saying, I read Armada by um, Ernest Klein this week. Um, those of you who don't know, Ernest Klein, writer also of Ready Player One, which they are making a movie out of, which I don't know how they're going to make a movie out of that, because it's 95% pop culture references, <laughs> but somehow they are. Armada was 
not as good. There, it, it was fun. It just did not nearly have the same amount of. It's trying to shoehorn a lot of references. And you said it was co-created by R.A. Salvador. <laughs> what? Yeah, you mentioned R.A. Salvador now, are you? No, 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 I'm fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have pictures of them littered all over my room. <laughs> Just like with horns on them and like X's over them yeah. <laughs> and death to Salvatore written over it. <laughs> like it looks like it looks like an old set from the movie Seven. <laughs> Anti-Salvatore Shrine. <laughs> but no, um, Armada, there was definitely some things that didn't make sense. Like, the main plot of Armada is, kid is really into this game called Armada. It's, you play, it's a combat simulator um, where you fight, you get into air dog fights and stuff in space uh, with aliens. Ooh, you can fight dogs in space? Dog fights. Why, why do the dogs need to be in space for you to fight them? Dog fights, alright, Salvatore. So it sounds like to me you're describing X-Wing versus TIE fighting. Yes. Uh, with a little bit of Michael Vick, because you have dogs fighting. God. <laughs> Are they in the cockpit? With a rooster? Because it's a, a, a pit full of... Cops. Sorry, Joe. You, you done? Now I am. <laughs> But anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> me trying not to die now, which is the worst part of this. <laughs> you know, I don't think DMX would approve of you having these dogs fight each other. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's basically... Um, oh, The Last Starfighter is a great example. The Last Starfighter... It actually references The Last Starfighter a couple times, too, which I love that film. Um, so, you know, a kid, he ends up joining the Earth Defense Force, which is the secret organization that's been using the video game as a recruiting tool. Um, there's a whole subplot with his father and everything, and his father was into all these 80s video games and stuff, but his father's around my age. So it didn't really make sense that, like, the father grew up around the 80s. And you look at the timeline, like, literally the, the father would be about 36 right now. I did the math and everything. And it just does not, like, the, he has, like, all those old Atari badges that they used to give out for high scores. Oh, man, I love From that. the 70s and 80s. Yeah. And it does not make sense that he has them. But what if they're Starfighter badges? <laughs> Yeah, what if he's the last one? Exactly. The last Starfighter. Okay, who here besides me has seen The Last Starfighter? I've seen it. I've seen it. Great I have film. not seen it. <laughs> it was, I believe, the first major motion picture to feature 3D special. Yes, it was. It was. As bad as they were. Yes, as bad as they were. As yep. incredibly bad as they were. Uh, other than that, I, um, I went to go see a 90s cover band last night. Saved by the 90s. Really good. I went to our friend Chris's, his, his son's uh, one-year birthday party. So, happy birthday, Wally, if, you're, uh, if Chris is listening. Happy birthday to you. Yep, turned one, so I know he cares about this. Yep, and the fact that Wally still exists means that the pe his enemies in the future have yet to prevent his birth. Exactly. Right? So, good job, Wally. You are killing it. <laughs> Pun intended. So far, Chris has stopped the Terminators. Uh, other than that, uh, okay, 
Well, Alex is probably going to talk about the same thing I was going to talk about anyway. Uh, so, Alex, if you want to talk about your or do your five minutes here, and okay. I know you got you binged the same show I did that I was about yep. to talk about. Um, yeah. Uh, well, first off, I saw Ghostbusters, and it was overwhelmingly average. <laughs> Um, it, it was, it was, it made me so mad that there was so much hype for something that was so not worthy of any hype. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I saw, I saw Star Trek Beyond, uh, which I described as almost good. It's like <laughs> almost right there. Um, I, I did say though, Star Trek Beyond has the best set design of any Star Trek movie. Um, and it, they actually they have a fantastic use of special effects and whatnot in making it really feel like they're alien worlds, um, which I, I, I really enjoyed. Uh, I did also watch Stranger Things, which is on Netflix. Yes. And I would describe that for people who aren't familiar with it. It's like the movie Super 8 in a TV show on Netflix, if Super 8 were a good movie. <laughs> that is the best description. It Ever. really is. It's and it's so eighties because it takes place in the eighties, but they actually care to make it feel like it's the actual nineteen eighties. So you know you you've got the corded phones, you've got the giant radios, you've got the huge mustaches. Everybody's hairy. Nobody's shaving anything in the eighties. So much synth pop. Yep. Everybody. Every the keyboards. Uh, uh, I love the synthesizer music. Oh. Everybody smokes indoors. Everybody drinks. Like, uh, oh, children buy guns and bear traps at army surplus, and it's. <laughs> No one cares. It's the '80s. That was one of the best lines. Like the the guy asked him, was like, "What are you guys doing with all of this?" And they just look, hunting monsters. He just shrugs. All right. <laughs> it's it's the '80s. Reagan's in charge. No one cares. Yep. Uh, it's 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 so quintessentially Winona Ryder is actually in it. Yeah. Um. But I yeah I loved uh I loved Stranger Things. Uh, Star Trek Beyond was fun. Um, if you like, you know. Like, if you want to just turn your brain off. But it also does have really cool set design. Uh, I don't really care about the continuity because they rebooted everything. So, I, like, I, I've been saying for a long time, I want The Rock to show up as Spock's brother. <laughs> and, and my goal, because they have the, you know, they had Justin Lin direct it, my goal for the next one is for uh, The Rock to be Spock's brother, for him to call himself the King of Vulcan and have a giant laser minigun. And then when the Enterprise is falling to Earth again... Uh, he looks at the screen and says, Daddy's got to go to work and breaks out of his metal space cast. <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect. See, that would and, be then, and then grabs a laser Gatling gun and he's like, Spock, I'm here for you, brother. But he's just the rock with pointy ears. Now they just <laughs> need to do, like, a actually have the Enterprise go into a different dimension and then do a Star Trek Fast and Furious crossover. <laughs> it doesn't even need to be, like, just have Vin Diesel be future Picard. Yep, exactly. And then, like, they're, they're like, Captain, where's your crew? And he's like, I don't got a crew. I got a family. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but, yeah, so I saw Star Trek Beyond, Stranger Things. Oh, uh, I beat Fallout 4. You can beat that game? Basically, yeah. You beat the story? Uh, well, yeah, and I completed most of the side missions and whatnot. And then I beat the uh, DLC 2 Far Harbor. So you've got God, that monkey how much your time did you have? It, this has been a long time coming. <laughs> and I managed to find an I managed to achieve an ending where I got to keep three out of the four factions alive by the end of it. Dang. Impressive. Yeah. Every time I'm on Steam, I see Alex's Steam name pop up saying playing Fallout 4. <laughs> yeah. Well now I'm done. 
Uh, I'm I'm the worst boyfriend when it comes to video games. Like once I get what I need out of it, I never call back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, story of my life. Uh, explains why your wife's satisfied. Um, no, actually, Lauren does that to me. She's like, you can go. <laughs> or my favorite, she's like, um, oh, uh, uh, like for example, she loves the show Scream Queens. She absolutely loves that show, and so. Yeah. Um, uh, that and Vampire Diaries. Like the worse the, the the worse the show is, the more she loves it. <laughs> well, Vampire Diaries has only got one more season, I, I believe, doesn't it? Though, I mean, I think sort of like Supernatural. I think they're gonna keep that gravy train going straight to the bank. <laughs> Super- uh, now, awesome. Scream Queens talk shit about Supernatural. <laughs> now, Scream Queens is actually funny. It is. Uh, I was really surprised. It's actually it's and they actually they have like Ariana Grande is in it. Oh yeah. wow. Um, she, she dies while texting. Like, the killer comes up and texts her, and it says, like, I'm gonna kill you, and she goes, <gasps> and then she texts back, like, no, why? And then she's getting stabbed to death, like, while she's texting. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Uh, I'm gonna break your phone. I'll find another. Yeah. Uh, you, like, Flash can't stop the, go- the darkness, you can't stop the god. <laughs> okay, so actual topics now. Um, this first one we got is again because this is mostly going to be about San Diego Comic Con. San Diego Vagina Con is what they call it. Uh, we are we saw both the Justice League and Wonder Woman uh, trailers out of Hall H. Oh man, those or are not Hall H. Um, I forget which one DC was in. Whatever, one of the main halls of San Diego Comic Con. Uh, they should have called it the Hall of Justice if they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Because it, In fact, every time they should announce something, somebody should have gone up and been like, Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we got the new Wonder Woman and Justice League trailer, which they both were really good. Except the Justice League trailer had somebody in there called Barry Allen, but was hashtag <laughs> really not my Barry. Friends. Oh, and by the way, that's the same guy from We Need to Talk About Kevin, which, if you want to completely change your idea about what the Flash movie's gonna be like, go see that movie. I think it's on Netflix. Is that the one about the, like, the sociopathic kid? Uh, yeah, sociopathic is putting it mildly. Okay. I read something about it, I didn't watch it, but... It was, it's an incredibly uncomfortable movie to watch. But yeah, no, they, with the Justice League film, DC is very much trying to show the audience that we've learned our lesson, we've learned from our mistakes, and they they put a bunch of humor into the trailer alone. I'm sorry, but they said the same thing with Batman v Superman. Well, the difference, though, is that behind the scenes, Ben Affleck has been made an executive producer, so he's technically Zack Snyder's boss now. And he was, at, from what I understand, he was absolutely furious with the fan reception to Batman. As he should now, be. Yeah, you know, he should be because he's an Oscar-winning actor and director and screenwriter, and he deserves to be running it by himself, but whatever. Um, but as executive producer, now he has creative control not only over his own Batman movie, but also over the Just League movie, I think, to keep Zack Snyder from doing too much coke. <laughs> well, you know, there's only a certain amount of artistic inspiration that you get from cocaine. Yeah. 
Um, which, by the way, if you ever want to see someone coked out during a movie, look at Star Trek The Wrath of Khan and watch Ricardo Montalban's like, jaw go slide back and forth like rapidly because it's the 80s. Because <laughs> like he's sitting there and he's like looking at the screen, and of course you know he's got the the V cut is like his pecs are there and everything. And he's like Admiral Kirk, and I'm like, oh, I can almost see the powder on your nostrils. <laughs> but yeah, the Justice League film our movie trailer it looked really fun. It was mostly showing just Batman going around recruiting the rest of the Justice League. Um, so they very much again made it a Batman film. It's like, but it's they really want to show we're introducing all these characters at once. Well, yeah. also Batman is by far the favored superhero among anybody. Oh God, yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, who are you going to have leading the team? Like, you gonna you gonna get Green Lantern in there? Not with that disaster movie he had. Oh God, <laughs> let's not even talk about that. I was confused why Batman recruited Cal Drogo. <laughs> Obviously, he yeah, needs this... he needs Cal Drogo's forty thousand horsemen. Mm-hmm. We we definitely have the nineties era Arthur Curry. His his forty thousand sea horsemen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. That was that was clever. Um, so we got that, uh, which which was really funny actually, Ryan. You'll like this. I don't know if you saw this, but in the background where he's talking to uh, Barry Allen. Barry Allen's watching um, uh, Rick and Morty. Ha, he yeah. is. It's, I didn't you, see that. you see it in the background. It's it's blurry, but you can see the scene where Summer and Rick are beating the crap out of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Now the only thing that's been bothering me um, in the uh, in the trailer was uh, Barry outfit Barry Allen's flash outfit. Yeah, they're doing the whole armor thing again. Yeah, oh, it, Barry Allen's attitude. I uh, I need friends because I suck and I'm awkward. What the heck? What happened like, to Cisco? Um, <laughs> Ryan, you can't have him. You can't have ninety minutes to develop a character. He has to say his character out loud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Dark Birdie and Affleck. I am an angsty teenager who can't connect with people, but I have superpowers. Well, Barry Allen was always kind of awkward. He's kind of awkward, maybe not to that extent, but he was he was the awkward that didn't realize he was awkward. Also, wasn't he the one that formed the Justice League or was supposed to form the Justice League in, like, the comics? Uh, I thought it was... Well, hell, Wasp was supposed to found the Avengers. Yeah, that's true. Wasp and man. Yeah, and and let's never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Never gonna get, never gonna get uh, it. Other than that, then we also had the one. Okay, so we'll move on to the Wonder Woman trailer. Yeah. Now? Okay. So yeah, the Wonder Woman trailer. Um, not as fun, but definitely still, is gritty. It still had its its form what? of levity in it, though. It wasn't dark, no. but it was definitely like. She's a hardcore badass. Which I think is Wonder Woman. Yes, that is very much Wonder Woman, which was good. They're... Yeah. And and Chris Pratt is just hamming it up like he always does, but Chris I like Pine. the way he hams it up. Or Chris Pine, yeah, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Actually, that statement was still true, but just not relevant. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it looked really good. My, I, It just... Same with the Justice League, but more so with Wonder Woman. I, I am going in this with cautious optimism. Mm-hmm. 
because I could see them. They, I could very much see it being that they show all the humor in the train, and then the rest of it's all going to be this dark and gritty thing like Batman or DC. Now I'm wondering if maybe that's not the case because if the I'm rumors are, if the rumors are to be believed, a lot of the reshoots that they did with Suicide Squad was to punch it up and make it funnier because every you can't have it a hundred percent dark, you know. Yeah. With, even even with Star Wars, like in the first one, you got to know Luke and his like you know Uncle Owen Aunt Peru before they violently murdered them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's the thing. It's like people want to complain about the reshoots. Go, oh, the movie's in trouble because no, that's it's standard procedure. But yeah, it's always wanted. In fact, most most big budget movies will schedule at least I want to say like two to six weeks of reshoots because it's just going to happen. So like, I don't think that's a sign that the movie's in trouble or anything. I just think it's they decided, you know, hey, we got this reaction from it. Let's add this to it. And I, I think because of the negative reaction from Batman v Superman and the positive reaction from the Suicide Squad trailer, that Wonder Woman and the JLA movies are both going to be pushed into less ultra dark, you know? Yeah, which I think is smart. I, I, I don't want them to make it a straight up comedy. I, I don't want it to be horrible. I don't. I think it's smarter for them to keep it their own thing and make it a little bit. Oh, so you don't want it to be good? Is what you're. Wait, wait, wait! You don't, you don't want it to be like Marvel? Hey, language. <laughs> Watch your language. Let's say that for two hours. Yeah. Now, come on. Now, I actually really, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, the fact that I can't language. <laughs> but still, like, I don't want it to be the exact same thing as Marvel. As much as I love the MCU, it still should be its own thing. Yeah, but it, you can also you can't have you can't have Batman in any crime fighting team and have them all be dark. Exactly. Only Batman can be dark. He's an angry, insane billionaire. You know, yeah. um, he's like he's he's just crazy. He's a crazy dude who knows kung fu and can buy fighter jets. Well, I think that's why they had to kick the crazy up to eleven in Batman v Superman. They have to. They chose to. Because, well, because they made all the other characters just as dark as regular Batman. Yeah. So we're like, well, we need... We're going to we're gonna crank it all the way down to Watchmen, and we're just going to have... <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that's, all, that's honestly it right there. They did. Exactly. And, and also, it's like, all right, what's a villain that both Batman and Superman can fight at the same time and still be relevant? Doomsday. No. No, Superman and Wonder Woman can't. Batman goes off and tries to find the spear because Batman can't be. No, 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 no. Lois Lane tries to find the spear in a pointless side quest and then (laughs) falls into water. And then Aquaman doesn't show up. Superman comes and gets her, so that's pointless. Um, But Batman just stands there with a shotgun for the whole fight. (laughs) I thought she was with you. Which is so rude because he texted Wonder Woman and asked her to come. That's Uh, exactly. I, I, if I wonder what I would have been like, dick move, Batman. <laughs> I do like going back, because this is still well, relevant to Wonder Woman, but going back to the to the Justice League trailer, they're showing Wonder Woman and uh, Bruce Wayne working together. So it just reminds me a little bit of the semi-romance subplot they had from the Justice League cartoon. Yeah, I remember Which that. I absolutely loved. Or like the romance plotline they put into the Killing Joke that they're getting crap for now. Oh yeah, Wait, there's a romance plotline. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't a romance plotline in the Killing Joke, but when they turned it into a movie, they added it in. Yeah, well, I know they're doing more with Barbara. I didn't know it was supposed to be a romance thing, though. Yeah. Uh, well, if by doing more you mean they're turning Barbara into a woman in the refrigerator because she's they have Batgirl sleep with Batman and then get shot in parallel. Are you serious? Yes. 
Oh, that was the worst decision. And the fans are livid because it's just, it's besmirching Batgirl's character. Yes, it's it putting is. a very creepy spin on their relationship. Um, and, you know, if he's banging Batgirl, how many other of his wards has he hooked up with? And, uh... No, well, at, well, that was a question from the 50s. <laughs> yeah, looking at you, Robin, and the Daisy Dukes. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and, and but the fans are, are actually mad. And they, they got flack yeah, on it. And people I'm were a little upset about that, too. I thought, because when I heard about them adding more with Barbara... <laughs> oh, my God. There we go. I'm... Killing it. You are killing it, Ryan. Uh, don't don't stop with the sound effects, right? Uh, oh God! Sorry, okay, so now so I'm finishing that thought real quick. Finish well, we should move on with, to the next topic, which is Batman the Killing Joke. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so that does release this. Oh my God! I'm sorry. I need one more. Keep doing it, Ryan. <laughs> Do it great, pal. Um. So yeah, that's being released uh, this week, showing uh, theaters on the 25th, and I think they added it the second day, the 26th. I think so. Yeah, I am planning to go see that, and now I'm a little upset, because we were just talking about that, and I thought, whenever I was, I read about them adding more with Barbara, I thought they were just fleshing out her character more, because she was barely in The Killing Joke, so I thought they would just add more in there to go, this is who Batgirl is. Well, they did that. In a a very awful way, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, just a very... Just makes Batman a pervert. In fairness, if you had the ability to sleep with Batman, wouldn't you? Uh, Not if you're a barely legal or possibly illegal child. Wait, how old is she? No, in the Killy joke, she was was an adult. She was in her 20s. But, I mean, she met Batman when she was a kid. Yes. Like 12. Oh, that's crazy. And, yeah. (laughs) She is of an age with Robin. With one of the Robins. Yeah. Well, Robin was already Nightwing and stuff by this point. But I'm talking about another member of his child army. Because, you know, Batman's just, like, rolling through teenage boys. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Jason Todd. That's right. Just like Zordon. Need five teenagers with that Yeah. My Batcave. And this is... And remember, Bruce Wayne, in his personal life, would have had dealings with Commissioner Gordon and would have known of Barbara, probably, in some professional capacity. <laughs> been some continuities where they did end up having a relationship before it's in um in batman beyond they implied that barbara and batman had a thing but i always got the idea that it happened when they were much older and then that age gap didn't matter not as she's graduating high school bruce wayne is waiting in the batmobile like hey barbara hop on no no It it was she was with dick for a while Get in the gym. And just things with Dick, because Dick Grayson's Dick Grayson. It didn't work out. And then so eventually she decided to keep being Batgirl, and they developed a real romantic relationship together. So you're saying she wanted the D. She didn't want the D. That's the thing. She Well, she originally did, but then... Um, my guess is it's mostly because of Dick's penchant for banging every redhead he comes across. And if... if uh... If Barbara is, if you're saying she is in her 20s, that means Batman, at the very least, has to be in his, th- in his 40s. He is a really, really rich billionaire. Him, a 40-year-old billionaire banging a 20-year-old is not uncommon. No, but it, it, like in a normal context, that would be considered like normal pervy stuff. But he was a father-like mentor that taught her how to be a superhero. I know. Well, but, but in a normal context, 
Batman is crazy. <laughs> Look, like, at what I, point does his character? <laughs> I, I like, I know, I know, Batman's got a thing for twinks, but like, <laughs> gotta back up and, and we gotta stop this. We can't. Batman has to stop sleeping with children. <laughs> has that anybody is... here seen the movie Super? Uh, no. Nobody. What is, what is Super? It's um, I can't think of his name. Rain Wilson. Yeah, it's oh, the, oh yeah, the guy from the office, and I want to say Ellen Page are yes. uh, they become crime fighters? But it's like if someone in real life put on an outfit and started fighting crime, where yes, he's actually it's, crazy. It's it's a Tim Gunn movie. Ah, okay. Or not Tim Gunn. Um, I was about to say I didn't know that uh, the guy from Project Runway yeah. started making movies. James Gunn. No, the guy that did Guardians of the Galaxy and Slither and most of the, a lot of the trauma films. So it's really messed up and weird. Yeah. But it's really good. No, you saw Super. You and I watched Super. Ryan? With Ellen Page? Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's... It's a messed up movie. Yes, it is. It's a messed up movie, and Killing Joke is also a messed up movie, because Batman is, is... It's... How do I put it? It's a Woody Allen scenario. That's what it is. Yes. Yes, yes it is. Where you have somebody in both a professional and father mentor like capacity it doesn't matter that he's not related or that you know he's a billionaire and all that kind of stuff he mentors her like an adult and teaches her basically the grown-ups of being a superhero a lot of writers like to place batman in sexual positions and and actually um like paul dini and uh they did it in like mask of the phantasm they everybody loves batman getting laid they're like batman's got to i know and that doesn't make sense like it, Batman just to me he always seems like a character that where you think all the pent up aggression goes <laughs> yeah, right but they always put him in these positions and it's just I, I don't know I don't he even he even has a son in Damian Wayne who he promptly who promptly dies because of Batman's negligence yep because mm-hmm. Batman inducts him into his child army and also makes him wear Daisy well he was already an assassin before Batman even met him so yeah but he's like he's like that child army is bad you're gonna join my child army which is good. It's okay. Way more, way more young men die in my organization than they do in the League of Shadows. So <laughs> you're on the right track to be in the next Jason Todd, which is exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> is Damien still dead? <laughs> Probably. I honestly you don't come back from death. It's comic. Um, unless you're Batman. Unless you're Batman. Unless, unless you're every other superhero. <laughs> there was actually a plot line where Batman had a contingency place put in place in case he ever went crazy. Where he had an alternate persona that would keep him alive. Wasn't that the uh, Batman from Oz and Rule or something like that? Uh, maybe. The one with the multicolored patched together suit? Oh, that could have been, yeah. All I know is that he had a contingency plan so that even if he went insane, he would not be insane, which is so silly because he's already crazy. Yeah, a multicolored suit. Oh, God, yeah. I'll show it to you after this, but it's the is weirdest he... looking suit. It's Batman basically or... Batman has gone crazy. Batman or the doctor? Like, is he a doctor? <laughs> I, wish, I wish Batman, I wish he wore some of the suits that they made action figures out of, like back in the 90s. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had a Zorro Batman action figure. That's actually very apt. Like, like just you know, one with like giant grappling hook on his on his chest. Yeah. <laughs> or the one where he's a samurai. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but the Killing Joke looks bad. Uh, on the other hand, Lego Batman looks good. 
It does. It might actually be the best Batman movie we get until Ben Affleck finishes doing his thing. Well, now since we've talked about DC... Let it ring, Ryan. Let it ring. No, keep going. I'm just going to let it happen. No, Ryan, you need it louder. And furthermore... And while we're at it... This is our dumbest episode yet. And and on that note... <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> we needed a transition joke. Language, sir. Uh, hey, hey, Joe, your ears. Do they bleed? <laughs> my brain is bleeding, yes. Oh, my God. I just realized that's probably what Batman first said to Batgirl in the killing joke. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That was wrong. <laughs> that was just wrong. <laughs> which is which is what Gordon's gonna say as he arrests Bruce Wayne <laughs> for statutory rape. <laughs> what in the world is wrong with you? You need a giant gong in that section. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Man, that that joke's got to come with a hazmat label. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, warning, please avert your ears. Alice is just trying to like up the creep level we've we've had on the show. No, no, Batman did that for me. <laughs> <laughs> he quite literally paved the way. This is wrong. I can't uh, believe we're going to put that in the show because, like, now at this point, I can't see taking it out. But... Joe, uh, I don't know if you remember, but it's the next topic. All right. God. <laughs> What's wrong with the show? We're gonna move on to DC now, or to Marvel now. For the love of God, let's go on to a different topic. Yeah, there's not as many child pedophiles in Marvel. No, not I, as many. Actually, not let's see many. if we can list them. God, this show's just—it's going down the drain. Uh, Two months in, Joe, don't don't give us that much credit. We've been there. <laughs> we've been, we've been. Yeah. We're just we're already there. <laughs> All right, so since we're already talking about really strange, weird shit, let's talk about Doctor Strange. Uh, you mean weird poop. Language. Yeah, so <laughs> jeez. There are children listening, and some of them want to date Batman later. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get this whole show put on the FBI watch list. <laughs> Hey, that'll increase viewership. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, can you imagine if like the FBI retweeted our, our podcast? They're <laughs> like, seriously, don't check this out. <laughs> We'd get attention for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of viewership coming out of trailer parks. Like, They all seem to be exactly 500 feet away from schoolyards. I don't know why. No, it's like the neighborhood in Arrested Development. Yeah, exactly. That was yeah. That was <laughs> like Michael Sarah's riding by, they're like, "How old are you?" And he goes, "I'm 20." They're like, "He's over 18." Oh, Sun Valley. That's what it's called. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, more trailers out of this is the weirdest transition, but I'm just gonna go with it. I told uh, you we need to work on our transitions. Are you telling me I there are this conversation to go go into about pedophiles? 
Whoa, 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 whoa. We never used about that. Batman. What are yeah, you? We, we didn't use the P word. Yeah, geez, Joe. Oh, my God. What language? Yeah. Are you sure you don't need to go to Sun Valley? <laughs> I hate all of you. Why are you my friends? Are, now, are you saying there were weird or stranger things at Comic-Con? <sighs> so, about the Doctor Strange trailer... <laughs> I'm giving up on that. We're just talking about Doctor Strange now. So, uh, <laughs> we also, uh, who hasn't seen Doctor Strange trailer yet? Brian, of course. You should bring it up and watch it now. Uh, yeah. Um, Fuck it. We'll do it live. All I right. mean, frick it. Crap. Yep. Doctor Strange battles the forces of reality. He battles the forces of evil. He uh, battles a magical cannibal, Hannibal Lecter, is yeah. Um, yes, he is. And, and he also struggles to maintain an American accent. Yes, I noticed that. I, the entire time I was watching, I honestly could not tell if he had an American accent or British accent. It he, kind of kept going back and forth. He did my favorite thing, where it's the it's the bland, neutral accent that British people think Americans sound like. Yeah. So so he says that he speaks very slowly and very carefully because he has to enunciate, or else he'll go into British mode. So he's like, he's like, I don't believe in fairy tales or chakras. Was that what? Yeah. All right, so here we are. We got it pulled up now. Yeah. Also, you'll see is Tibet is going to be nowhere in this movie because they want it to show in China. Yep, because they don't want to piss off China. Oh yeah, and that's why they make the ancient one a. Sorry. <laughs> it's about to go off. I do like that, the whole transition into the other realm. It's like this shards of glass thing. Also, Tilda Swinton plays a dimension-hopping ancient one in Doctor Strange, but she also plays Kevin's mom in We Need to Talk About Kevin, who plays the actor who plays the Flash. Exactly. So, you could say the Flash was raised by the ancient one. <laughs> that is very much true. It was a Marvel-DC crossover. Yeah. Sort of like how um, The Grey with Liam Neeson is a prequel to Batman Begins. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, wait, is that chick from uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? That's yeah. Amazing. Yes, the White Witch. Tilda Swinton is her name. She's yes. a great actress. She, she was amazing also, Yeah. She was also Gabriel in Constantine. Yep. Now, do you, do you think they actually shaved her head, or do you think they put on a bald cap? She, it's Tilda Swinton. She shaved her head. She shaved her head. Tilda is very much a method actor. I also, actually, what I love about Tilda Swinton is that apparently in real life she was really good friends with David Bowie, which is awesome because they're yep. both wonderfully androgynous, you know? Yeah. Um, like in Constantine, I it was cool because she looked like she could have been either gender. Well, that was the point. Yeah, that was kind of what they were going for with her. Yeah, and she just nailed that. Jeez, it looks like they're fighting on the set of Inception. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's kind of the point. Yeah. Well, no, there's no blah, so that's how you know it's not in the... The Nolan verse. I do like. Oh, although there is a fan theory, the, actually. Oh, here's the part. <laughs> I love that. Wi-Fi <laughs> password. But yeah, there's the new Marvel logo too. We gotta see. Yeah. Jumping, I'm digging the new Marvel Studios logo. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the new trailer. Um, 
I am looking forward to Doctor Strange because I was actually looking forward a long time for Marvel to get into the Mystic Realm stuff, which they're getting to that, into that with Doctor Strange, and then next year with Iron Fist mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, which and are, they'll, they'll have Tibetans in Iron Fist. So yeah, Loris Tyrell is Iron Fist. Yes. yes. And it looked like in the Comic-Con promo that you're actually maybe going to see characters from the different shows engage with each other in any capacity. Oh, you mean other than just the side characters? Don't. Oh, man, that made me so mad. They're building uh, up to that for Defenders. They boo! They all meet up yet. Boo, Joe! Don't you defend... They're all going to meet up in Defenders. Don't you Calm defend down. that shit. <laughs> also, actually, I don't know how... Um, if Daredevil is even going to interact with Jessica Jones, because he can neither date her, nor break up with her, nor try to ruin her personal life. So I don't think... (laughs) I think he's just going to be a mute. Oh, boy. Um, Is Punisher coming out? When are they coming out? Because Punisher is what I'm most excited for. Punisher is supposed to come out after Defenders. Okay. Uh, Because... 2018. When is Defenders coming out? I'm looking forward to the end of next year. Yeah. Oh. Now, is Defenders going to be its own show? Is it going to be a movie? Yes. Or... It's it's supposed to be a miniseries. Mm-hmm. Miniseries, okay. But it comes after Iron Fist and yes. Luke Cage? Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Cage comes out this fall. Uh, Iron Fist comes out next spring sometime. Yes. Yeah. And then Defenders comes out next fall. And then And then I think they're I think they're probably in setting up and getting ready to pick up like directors and whatnot for a Punisher show. Yeah. yeah. They're in the middle of that right now. Which uh, John Berenthal did show up. At Comic-Con, I talked a little bit about it. Um, no, no real news, but just... Yeah, Joe Bernenthal, it's... I've never... I want to, for the record, I want to state I've never liked Punisher, because in most comic book forms, he's just, uh, like, revenge porn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not not revenge porn, not that. So, ooh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> for Batman. That, Batman does that, not Punisher. <laughs> but... The, uh, he, it's just violence, you know, it's like, ooh, look at all the people that are murdering and stuff. They actually gave Punisher character development in such a way that by the end of that one monologue he gave to Punisher about being tired, I liked him more than I liked Daredevil. Yeah, no, there was a thing, is that Punisher very much like Superman is a, can be a very boring character when a lot of people write him. Oh, they, well, they also actually gave him a military haircut and they gave him the high and tight instead of the, like, ponytail yeah, yeah. You know the the creepy dad look. That Steven Seagal look. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one like Punisher should ever have a ponytail. No, um, exactly. It would make it makes no sense for him to have a ponytail. Yeah, like, they they went over his like military background and his like brain damage and stuff. And um, you're not the Punisher. Oh man, my my favorite scene with Punisher actually is when the uh, reporter girl uh, from True Blood. She's like. She's like, if you go and, and kill that man, then we can't be, then we're done. You know? Uh, you're, you're dead to me. And then Punisher was like, I'm already dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then she sits out there and goes, so I guess I'm going to get an Uber or something? Yeah. I'm stuck out here by myself? She can take the subway. It's New York City. Yeah. She wasn't in the city, though. She was out in the middle of the woods. All right. Punisher's got to go do, he's got to punish people. Exactly. <laughs> He's got a oh, job. Carrie Page has a little bit of a walk. <laughs> um, oh yeah, but for Doctor Strange, uh, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch's non-accent is fun to listen to. Um, Tilda, and it must suck because like Tilda Swinton and Chiwetel Ejiofor are both like going full Brit, and he has to play an American. 
I'm surprised actually they didn't go the route and be like, oh, well, I was born in America, I was raised in England, chip, chip, cheerio. <laughs> Glory to the governor, sir. What, what, we're going to do this magic now. Uh, oh, and, and again, Hannibal Lecter's. Okay, so I guess that's signaling a new topic. Okay. Is they are insisting on the gong now. Oh, oh, you don't like the gong? Uh, no, don't do oh, it. No, that's okay. Stop with everything. I have with all of it. No, I have not a gong for you. Come on, do it. Yeah, with do it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just all over. Sweet, sweet Vuvuzela. And there goes the three subscribers we had. <laughs> Look, the Vuvuzela brings people together. It's a classic instrument. Yeah. I think we'll do the Vuvuzela now since Joe has such hatred for the gong. I have hatred for all of it, so it's not... Whoa, what's with all the hate? You hate Batman? You hate the Vuvuzela? I never said I hated Batman. Uh, you called him a, a pedophile. Oh, that was way out of line. Whoa, that yeah. was a low blow. In fact, I dare say that's over the edge. <laughs> for the record, for those of you guys who don't know, in the Batman animated series, there's an episode called Over the Edge, which actually has more awesome Batgirl character development than anything you'll see in The Killing Joke. Yeah, I got, I got it. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to our under-21 audience. Just talking, Joe, so don't... Yeah. Don't worry. Anyways. You were about to introduce... The other one is... We got two character reveals. One we kind of already knew about. I'm just moving on. There's no there's no segue into this. I'm just moving on. So the other topic... Uh, one we already knew about was... The character... The actor for Captain Marvel was officially announced. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Which was one of those that was kind of already discovered and people knew it, but it was not official until this Comic-Con. And already I'm starting to see the good old misogynistic hatred of people going, oh, they're doing a female, the female version of Captain Marvel. Is there a male version? Yeah, they were just yeah. Captain Marvel's been... Cameron Danvers is old. Ryan, this is comic books. And for a long time, like, Wonder Woman originally started as the secretary for the yeah, Justice. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm not making that up. Yeah, Wonder Woman was the secretary for the Justice League. <laughs> the, just to get women doing stuff, other than typing, has been a laborious struggle. Well, this is, this is also the same era that Wonder Woman was, in her own comic, was basically just a dominatrix. Yeah. Um, in fact, actually, it, the the highest level of praise for a long time that ladies could get in comic books was to be murdered and stuffed into a refrigerator. Yep. Yep. What was that? What was that character's name? It was Green Lantern's girlfriend. I can't think of her name though. Uh. Uh. GE Cooler Master Five Thousand. Too soon, Alex. <laughs> yeah, about forty years too too late. Um. But, yeah, so we got Brie Larson, which is bringing out all the misog- wonderful misogynists. Well, because there was a long-standing rumor that Ronda Rousey was going to... That wasn't really a long-standing. That was a... Somebody made a picture of her as Captain Marvel. And yeah, but that, that chance came the moment she lost. Hey, somebody made yeah, a picture of... Yeah, that's true. You know why? Because Captain Marvel's a winner. And I still want that. <laughs> well, she has range, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's that, which I think she's I think she's gonna be a good fit. I like Brie Larson. Uh, also, she's an Oscar-winning actress. Yes. Yes. Exactly. 
She was she has super character range, and also uh, she was in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yes, she was as, as Envy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that Carl Palmetter isn't the the head of Marvel, and they can actually hire well known actors without massive bad histories where nobody else will hire them. Yeah. Um, and also the Captain Marvel, a female led Captain Marvel has been in development hell for years. Yeah. Um, to the point where until they announce a director and a scheduling date, I'm still going to be kind of hesitant because they've been saying they're going to put one in the pipeline, but they haven't shown Captain Marvel in any of the Marvel phases. Uh, yeah, they have. Well, I mean, yeah, but they haven't really, they haven't locked anything down yet. No, I, it's, no, they have. Well, but yeah, but who's who's going to be the director of this movie? Did they announce it? Oh, no, they haven't announced the director, but it's taking place between uh, Avengers 3 Part 1 and Part 2. If Captain Marvel doesn't hang out with Star-Lord, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> My thing is, is like, they did this with Ant-Man, and I would kind of like to see this again, where they still have Marvel as the original Captain Marvel, and then there's a transition. Because, I mean, Captain um, Carol Danvers gets her powers from Marvel. Well, I mean, they might do like they did with Ant-Man, where... That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. So I would like to see that, whether they're going to do that or not, because it's already been done. That's still yet to be seen, but she's got to get her powers from the crew. She has to get her powers from the crew. Well, also, I want to say, in the uh, in the more recent-ish runs of, uh, I want to say Carol Danvers of uh, Captain Marvel, um, it's like she has, like, an alien AI that, like, works with her, but also gives her crap and hates her. <laughs> I've not read the most recent run, so I do not know anything about that. Uh, I think, I think. I'm actually, i got to confer with a buddy of mine who's, like, a huge Captain Marvel fan. Is that, like... Uh, Gosbo or whatever the, from the Flintstones, that Martian that showed up in the later episodes. What, the great Gazoo? You mean Gazoo? Gazoo, Gazoo. Did you say Cosmo? Yes, yeah, yeah I, I said didn't Cosmo. know his name. I couldn't think of it. He was thinking of Fairly Odd Parents, Cosmo and Wanda. Yeah. For shame. Oh, man. Can, okay, you, ima- can you imagine if, like, Cosmo and Wanda and the fairies, like, just wiped out Great Gazoo and all of his people <laughs> and put Great Gazoo, like, in exile in prehistoric times just to mess with them? Man, this got dark. <laughs> Yeah, no, that would be insane. That I mean, I but I feel like the creators of Fairly Odd Parents would kind of be on board with it. It's <laughs> all connected. Yeah, they would be. Butch Hartman's a good is a good guy. He loves good twists. But yeah, so there's that, and then also we got another actor announcement. Let it ring, Ryan. That felt like a trans. Are we trans? Or are we not transitioning? Because I feel like we need the. Oh, that had a little street beat too. Do that again. Done. No, no, it's, it's, that's that's the transition music. Ryan, Ryan, where'd the beat go? Except it's a cowbell. Yeah, how, how am I supposed to freestyle it? Like you, you're not. Yeah, keep the keep the rhythm, keep the beat. All right, you got it, Viet. All righty. Tear up the mic. Keep going. Keep the flow. Gonna yeah. talk about a new show. Super new shit. Come on, oh L. God. Exclusive! <laughs> oh, don't stop. You're the least talented people. <laughs> well, no, I'm not a rapper, but I'm the shouter over. No, you're the hype man. Yeah, boy! DJ Green Lantern! Like, I'm, I'm all over it. <laughs> DJ! Okay.
Okay. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. That's copyrighted. We can't use that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, actually, no, no. DJ Green Lantern did not endorse this podcast. Yes. <laughs> so we got another actor announcement, though, which is prop. God, for the love of everything. Rage is literally making him stronger. Tough. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I was helping with the transit. I'm sorry, do you want to go As ahead? I was saying. Yeah, go ahead and. I'll, we I'll have another up. actor. Sorry, that was that was probably rude of me. Go go ahead. It, it felt like you were going somewhere with that, Joe. Please. If you hit that thing again. Oh, new topic. All right, you know what? Yeah, fucking phone. No. With the goddamn phone. He he meant to say, give me, yeah. Ryan, give me the flipping phone. Yeah, God, damn it. it. This is a PG show. Yeah, this is a PG show. Oh! <laughs> no! <God>. My <laughs> yeah. Oh, if, you took it off. <laughs> okay. Ryan, if you make one more noise, he's gonna Batman you and leave you sexed up and paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, we always seem to hit another topic every week. Where we just start gonna get darker and darker. <laughs> I had to mark the thing for the the thing, so uh, go on. Anyway, God, I hate you guys so much. <laughs> um, That's not the, the next, next topic, Joe. The next topic, which isn't really a topic, it was just a segue. <laughs> I was talking about another actor that we had announced uh, was Kurt Russell's character it has been revealed for Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Yeah, he's going to be playing Ego, the living planet? Yes, and apparently, as the they originally had said before, they said that he was going to be Star-Lord's father. Apparently, that's still the case. He is playing both Ego, the living planet, and Star-Lord's father. Is so, Buswell well, playing, like, two separate characters? or John, John Rice davis played uh, both Gimli and Treebeard in Lord of the Rings. This is true. That is true. But they haven't said that. Like, I, I don't... I, I think maybe they're trying to wind people up and be like, is Star-Lord part planet? <laughs> now, that would be hilarious if like, you see a flashback of Star-Lord's mom and she's like, you're going to meet your dad one day. And then you see this giant Majora's Mask, like angry moon, <laughs> glaring at him. But no, I just want, if he's going to be Ego the Living Planet, I want the planet to have Kurt Russell's hair. Yes. <laughs> I want them to fly up and see Kurt Russell's beautiful scalp just flowing in the astral winds. Because Kurt Russell, I'm going to say it, I think he has the best hair in, in Tinseltown. He has the best hair in Hollywood, hands down. So, yeah, um, hands down. It, and as he gets older, it only gets better. Better. <laughs> I mean, you know, like... It's perfectly styled. There's You don't really need to do anything to it. He just wakes up and he, I woke up like this. He's one of the only people who made the mullet an acceptable hairstyle in the 80s. That's true. <laughs> that honestly is, yeah. You need Kurt Russell's beautiful, gorgeous hair. And and the mustaches that he grew for, like, Hateful Eight and for Bone Tomahawk. Oh, yeah. He, he I think he might be the god of hair. He <laughs> may be. Not Fabio. No, Fabio is his anointed knight and protector. <laughs> <laughs> Let's because search. Fabio can kill birds with his face. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, he can. No, seriously. What? Yes, he can. Fabio's nose is a bird killer. Yes. 
What? Okay, you gotta explain the yeah, context. Yeah, I don't of this to get me. it. Okay, Fabio was riding a roller coaster. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay, now everybody remembers. I remember now. Yeah, Just and then back to bird. Yes. Yep. Or yeah, killed smacked his face. And and murdered it. Yeah, totally. Can't be good for the hair. <laughs> nope, wasn't good for the bird's hair at all. <laughs> or you know, the bird's body. Since birds don't have hair, I assume it wasn't. But well, this was a rare hairy bird. Yes. <laughs> he was just attracted to the, the wild goodness that was fine. It, it, it was a creature that flew out of Kurt Russell's hair. They don't know where it came from. But, <laughs> but it chose Fabio as his chosen knight. <laughs> it's a weird knighting ceremony. Usually yeah, I do the sword thing. I, I, I hope Ego the Living Planet is Star-Lord's death. It would explain so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how it's possible. I, it, Normally, isn't Ego a villain? Like, that's what I always thought. Ego was, so, shows him was a villain. Star Wars' dad could be a villain. Yeah. The fact that he's a planet doesn't bother you? Also, I, I want to say, um, I want to say the director said he wanted to go in a non-typical route with Star Wars' dad. It's definitely non-typical. And, and, uh, the blue face guy said that Star Wars' dad was a jackass. Yeah. Yeah, knew. And it would explain why Yondu had to bring Star-Lord to him, because he's a planet. Also, but yeah, he's a planet. How the, I mean, the one line that she did give about him was that he glowed, or he's something being, like that? A being a pure light, like an angel. Yeah. I, I guess the moon down. glows, so... Well, and Kurt Russell's hair glows. It is naturally luminescent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like super safe. doesn't even have to use moisturizer. <laughs> Nope. Just like I don't think he uses scissors. I think it retracts. <laughs> he just I don't want you to be that long today. Yeah. No, I think yeah, he just gets up in the morning and whispers, Mullet and then it just work in the front, party in the back. <laughs> Alright, so moving on. There it is. Let it ring, ring. Louder, make it louder and I give up. Back to DC, actually. We're going to take a step back and go back to DC a little bit because there was a couple topics that I, that we didn't go over. Um, new trailers for The Flash? Yes. Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, and The Arrow, but nobody cares about that. Well, for The Flash TV show, Supergirl TV show. We don't want to get confused. They didn't show a trailer for a Flash. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. It's Flash Season 3. Supergirl Season 2, Legends of Tomorrow Season 2, and they showed Arrow Season 5, but... No one cares. Yeah, no one cares. I believe Arrow's subreddit is still talking about Daredevil. Yes, they are. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. They are, their their fan base is in open rebellion against them. (laughs) That's amazing. You usually have to be Michael Bay to get your fans to hate you that much. (laughs) So the the best out of all of them, I mean, I, I still haven't watched Supergirl yet. I need to do that. Um, but the best out of all of them, though, was the Flash Season 3 trailer. That was awesome. It was it amazing. It looks really good because they are, as everybody knows, they're doing the whole Flashpoint thing. They're doing the but, Flash. But they're, they're making it good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, well, okay. The... the the funny thing is, Flashpoint, unlike a lot of big comic events, the best part of the comics was all the side story stuff. Like, Batman Flashpoint was great. Um, 
Sorry, jelly beans. <laughs> that wasn't the sound effect, though, Joe, so uh, we don't okay. have to transition. Um, uh, he's, I, I, he's like a bridge troll. He needs his jelly beans, he, he asks riddles, and he, he does the gong noises when people are talking. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the new trailer, which showed uh, Wally West in action, finally. Yep. So, Which I actually really like that outfit. The costume they got for him? It, it's good that they went a completely different route in terms of the design. Now, I'm personally excited over um, billionaire evil person Cisco Ramon. Yeah! <laughs> Cisco is still the best character in that show. And now they're making him uh, a billionaire asshole. I love it. They actually they made him a little bit of a bad guy. They teased it in the last season, in season two of Flash. Um you know, with his alternate dimension, evil Cisco Ramon. Oh, instead of Vibe, he's called Reverb. Yeah, that's true. And it's funny, because when they saw each other, he goes, I call myself Reverb, what do you call yourself? He goes, Vibe, and he's like, nice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they compliment each other on it. And um, to convert him to the dark side. Yeah, now, uh, as far as the CW shows go, and I'm going to include Supergirl in this, I haven't watched a lot of Supergirl. I did watch the crossover episode with The Flash. That's and- really good. Yeah, and, and it's just the. It seems like the Supergirl show itself is kind of corny. Yeah, yeah. I watched the first episode and I didn't care for it because it was incredibly corny. But I did hear it gets a lot better. It does yeah. get a lot better. Now, now, actually, something that I really enjoyed is when Flash was interacting with Supergirl, the show got so much better because they actually have fantastic chemistry. Yes. They and they knew they like they they bounced well off of each other, and it was cool to see Barry Allen like. Charming the pants, not the pants because she's not wearing pants because wearing a dress, superhero. Uh, yeah, but you know he was being very charming with Supergirl. Um, charming the super costume off of her pants. Charming her pants. You guys just have to always go the creep route with it, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you're, Ryan, you're being a real Bruce Wayne about this. myself into this podcast i think you you broke you, alex i think you single-handedly broke jo- well no i helped <clears throat> jo- joe this episode oh my god <laughs> done <laughs> but speaking of supergirl the show also thank you for listening to our last episode ever audience <laughs> all right that's supergirl they're introducing another uh, alien who goes by the name of mon l which would actually lead you guys to believe that it's some sort of Kryptonian, right? Yeah, which... Or some buddy in, in Superman's family. I or do... somebody with a speech impediment trying to say model. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know enough about... Like, I've, I've read my fair share of comic books, of Super, Superman comics, but I don't know Mon-El. No, uh, basically Mon-El's character... Um, they're, ex- they're almost exactly like Kryptonians, it's just their, their weakness instead of being Kryptonite, it's lead. So they're not Kryptonians. No. He's a Daxamite. Yeah, Daxamite. Huh. I don't know anything about Daxamites. How convenient that their weakness happens to be on readily available on our planet. In bullets. In bullets, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can kill them. They only have one weakness. It's guns. Bullets. <laughs> yeah. One of the most common metals on our planet. We're powerless. <laughs> Also, it's gonna be really it's gonna be really lackluster when Supergirl grabs like a lead spear and just jams it through his and screams while she stabs him. I want to see like <laughs> the gun kata from 
equilibrium. <laughs> yes. Uh, man, if I were, if my weakness was lead and I saw that everybody uses lead projectiles, I'd be like, bye. Yeah, no, but yeah, here's the thing. I have the same weakness. I won't lie. Like, I have the exact yeah. same weakness. Bullets hurt me. Yeah, but you don't have the superpower or ability to move to other planets. <laughs> yeah, like, well, if as a human, I wouldn't move to the city of Volcanopolis. <laughs> yeah, like, everything's made out of lava. I'm like, I guess I'm going to avoid that then. <laughs> but no, the actor that uh, is playing mon is Chris Wood, who, if you watch The Vampire Diaries, also... Well, they're also going to be showing... Like, this was announced a while ago. This isn't new, but they did announce that uh, Superman is going to be in Season 2 as well. And yeah. And they got the actor whose name escapes me at the moment. Um... He, I think he's a good look, though. I saw saw what he looked like. He fits the, the type. So, it'll be interesting with yeah, Superman not, actually oh, showing up instead of just sh- seeing him in a blurry back black uh, in a blurry background. Yeah, I'm still upset that they couldn't get a uh, the Smallville actor, Tom's Tom. Um, oh God, why can't Snelling? Smelling or. Snelling. Snelling. I, mean, I, was, I was really hoping they had cast like Willem Dafoe to be Superman. I was hoping they had cast Willem Dafoe to be Superman. I was hoping they had cast Willem Dafoe to be Superman. I was hoping they had cast Willem Dafoe to be Superman. I was hoping they had cast Willem Dafoe to be Superman. And she's like, Superman? And he's like, ah! Like, oh man. <laughs> So going into more. Uh... There it is. There it is. The money shot. Uh, more news. This isn't. Out of, this is not out of Comic Con so much. Um, but we have another movie that we talked about a little bit last week. But there's a little bit more news with it. The uh, live action Pokemon movie. <laughs> from Legendary Pictures. They picked. They picked a writer. It's going, uh, they are talking about being Max Landis. And the fans have picked an actor. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, Max Landis is the writer for Chronicle, American Ultra, and Victor Frankenstein. I saw Chronicle. I liked Chronicle. Yeah, I really like Chronicle, despite the director of it who went on to do the wonderful thing. Well, even, even Max Landis, when he heard about what was happening to the director of Chronicle, like on the set of Fantastic Four, said, like, about time. Oh, yeah, implying that, that there was... They do not like each other. Yeah, implying that there was bad blood already on Chronicle. Yeah. Apparently, like, he... Why can't you think of his name right now? The, I think I just, like, for my own safety, pushed his name out of my head. But... Oh, Josh Trank? <laughs> yes, Josh Trank. Yeah, box office powerhouse Josh Trank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. Um, but, yeah. It's... Well, I mean, he's poor. He's gonna be poor. And yeah. I found this out whenever I was looking into it. I didn't know this, but Max Landis is the son of John Landis. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know this. That's right. His dad directed Blues Brothers 2000. And, and the original Blues Brothers. I know. They're, they're, that was a joke on Red Letter Media. That's, I'm going to give credit to that. Blues Brothers, Animal House, American Werewolf in London. And I want to say he, uh, his dad co-wrote one of his first scripts with him. Really? Yeah. I, well, you know, you got to give... Well, you got to help your son out. Which yeah. his son is not... Like, I kind of feel because of that. Like, I, again, I really like Chronicle. Um, I haven't seen Victor Frankenstein or American Ultra. I heard decent things about American Ultra. Not that it was great, but it was all right. But I kind of feel like he's one of those that the only reason he's made it in Hollywood so far is because of who his dad is. 
Um, but that besides that, though, uh, apparently the picture is supposed to be based on the uh, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> yes. It's an awesome series. It's Pikachu, and he's a detective, and he's just solving crimes in the Pokemon I, world. I hope, like, everybody is an adult, everybody is human, and everybody plays it completely serious, except Pikachu only says his name over and over again in, like, a trench coat and a hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has the Deer Hunter hat. I've seen the picture of Detective Pikachu. Pikachu. He has the Sherlock Holmes Deer Hunter hat. Yeah, but they're, like I want them looking around, and you know he's like, I don't see anything here. Pikachu, and he's like, Damn it, I'm not a magician. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like, I want everyone to be serious except for Pikachu. <laughs> Apparently, so does the rest of the world. Because they, they, the rest of the world has petitioned who they want the voice actor for Pikachu to be. Uh, can you guess who it is? I'm gonna say Mark Hamill. Nope, nope, even better. Danny Pikachu. <laughs> They've the, there's uh, oh ter- Terry Crews. No, there no there's been a fan <laughs> petition. <laughs> I would actually watch that. I would love that. I don't know. I would watch him with the red circles on his face and then like a tail and a yellow t shirt. <laughs> Just a yellow like a yellow makeup. Jumpsuits. <laughs> yeah. Just Terry Crews walking around. Power! Pikachu! (laughs) Pikachu loves yogurt. Yeah, and he's like running around, Pikachu's agility, and like just runs around the room. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that is as good as what the fans have picked. Who? I I think... No, I think actually that's probably better than what the fans have picked. Yeah. Um, But the fans have decided they wanted Danny DeVito. Which I can actually see if they're trying to go for, like, you know, a kind of a, a nitty-gritty dete- New York okay. detective. It's Pikachu! <laughs> but they're trying to give Pikachu's character depth. He's not just Ash's sidekick I don't think they're going to go the DC route with this. <laughs> yeah. I want oh. Zack Snyder to be the director. No, 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 no. I want, I want James McElrenny of, uh, of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia to write the movie. <laughs> and, like... And then and then uh, and then being like uh, being like oh what's this letter to Detective Pikachu? He's like oh that's a letter from Chansey, my ex-wife. Well, why don't you write back? Cause she's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> and then imagine Danny DeVito in Pikachu makeup, right, climbing out of a couch like a sweaty couch. <laughs> I would actually, you know what? I might go broke seeing Danny DeVito's Pikachu. I hope he. I hope they don't auto tune his voice. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Like I, I want like Ash to be there and try and have him do something stupid, you know. And then like, and then like Pikachu been like, I've been putting up with your stupid shit for twenty years, Ash. I'm out. Twenty. <laughs> you made Bulbasaur spin its vines around like a helicopter. Just change a Pokemon. <laughs> you had me fight Onix, you piece of shit. <laughs> Was it your idea to use a sprinkler? <laughs> That's so illegal, by the way. <laughs> other other news we have. I just out of Nintendo though. Uh, this was got a lot of people really excited, but the NES Mini was announced. 
Uh, NES Mini, it is dropping on November 11th. It will be $59.99. An extra control, it only comes with one controller. Get an extra one, it'll cost $9.99. It comes with 30 games preloaded and appears that's all it's going to ever have on it because it doesn't connect to the internet. So I thought it would have been a great idea if they did this and allowed you to connect to the virtual console. Oh, yeah. And just download games. But no, it's just 30 games on it. That's it. And that's it. And Ryan made a good point earlier about the emulators. What was it exactly you said? I could I could take a Raspberry Pi, um, an, like a 3D printed case, and make the exact same thing with like maybe a 30 gig uh, SD card, and have every game ever made for the NES and the SNES put on there. So, so it's obviously not limitations of the hardware or limitations of anything else. It's that they, if this is successful, they want to trickle that shit out and wring as much money out of this as possible. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Everybody's so excited about this, which Atari has it. I've seen versions like this with the Atari 2600. I've seen versions like this with the Sega Genesis. But for some reason, it's huge news that Nintendo is doing it. And, and also, even back in the Wii days, you could take a thumb drive plug it into your Wii, into your Wii, not even the Wii U, but in the Wii, into and have every Nintendo, Super Nintendo game ever. Yeah. This is not, this is not technologically groundbreaking or innovative. But people are really excited about it. Because people our age have kids and money and they want us to buy it. Pretty much. I mean, gosh, people were really excited when, when Pokemon, the original series, came out on the uh, 3DS. When they re-released it, what, yeah. like at the beginning of this year. Yeah, Gen One and Gen, yeah. And that was technically feasible for years. <laughs> yep. it's people that don't know how to download torrents well. Who would? And, uh, whoa, whoa! What are you talking about? Whoa, Joe? that's illegal. Yeah, sir. I'm t- t- <laughs> in theory. I think your idea was illegal too. Uh, in theory, it I would be. I was talking in theory as well. Uh, but but yeah, I I just think you should be able to just download the SNES games on the Wii U. I think we should go on to our final topic. The Firefly Serenity comic, or no? What we've been wanting to talk about for I know I was gonna say that as the last one. So really quick, I just want to go over one thing that I was excited about. Okay, that was actually an accidental. <laughs> Ryan, you've gone crazy. Before we get to our final topic, I did want to talk about one final thing. Um, the new Serenity comic that it was announced at Comic-Con. Um, I am a huge Firefly Serenity fan, mm-hmm. and I've read all the comics and everything, so I know the ongoing continuity and all that. Oh, you suck. You suck so hard. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Apparently Viet farted, and Ryan has to run away from it. <laughs> And now Ryan is waving his pillow in the direction away from the fart. Uh, that's that's unrelated to the Serenity comic. But the new comic... It's as good as the first season one. Oh, I will murder you. You thought I was about to murder you over the gong? Yeah. Do not talk shit about Firefly. <laughs> okay. But yes, the new comic called No Power in the Verse... Uh, it's written by Chris Robertson, the writer for the TV show iZombie, not the comic. 
um, and draw, drawn by George Lant, uh, Genty, George Genty, who drew the other Serenity comics, lands on October 26th. It, it, it's an ongoing continuity, so it takes place after... Those of you that just watched the show and don't know anything about the kind of ongoing things, but... I've seen two episodes. Except for Ryan, because Ryan doesn't watch anything good. He watches Doctor Who. So, it takes place after... Zoe's going to do the gong again, just to spite me now. I was going to wait for it to happen. Alright then. So... <laughs> It's after Zoe's had the kid. Ah, okay. Uh, and it's after... In the comics, a new rebellion started because of what happened in the movie. Oh, In the Trinity yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. So it takes place about like a year after that. So I'm looking really... I'm really looking forward to this because when the last comic came out it was about the start of the rebellion and I got really... It was really good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to what they're doing now. And now Wash's kid, Zoe's kid... Wash's Zoe's kid is a toddler too... So, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I can always use more Firefly Serenity. But, on that note, let's move into our final topic, which was the movie. Which was the movie that we went all went to go see last weekend. We tried to do a review on it, uh, which I am sorry, guys, the quality was not good, so we decided not to upload that. But we are talking about Ghostbusters. Yes, we are. Oh, uh, I had one question, though, about the Firefly Serenity comic. Okay. okay. Is Wash's child named Rince? No. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so cool, though. Like, it's like, Rince, get your, get your sister spin dry over here right now. God. And his son could be repeat. Yep. <laughs> And they've got a cousin spin cycle. <laughs> Alright, so what the worst? Uh, so what was the last topic? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Which um, I went to go see it, Vian went to go see it, Alex, you went to go see it, right? Yep. And Ryan, you did not. No. No, it uh it seemed bland. Uh, today I we actually tried the Ghostbusters Twinkie, Special Edition Twinkie, and the, what was the other thing? Ecto-Cooler, God! Well, not the Ecto-Cooler, the, other, the marshmallow thingy. You, there were two limited edition Twinkies. Oh, was that was a Twinkie, too? Well, no. You, you ate it and you don't know what it was. It was a, it was a snack cake. <laughs> In release of the new Ghostbusters film, Hostess issued out two limited edition Twinkies. One, uh, Key Lime Slime, and one, White Fudge Marshmallow. Which the key lime slime tasted like a Twinkie with key lime and looked like it was covered in mold. Yeah, so that was a little hard to stomach. It was, yeah, it was a little gross to look at. <laughs> tasted just fine. It tasted alright. It tasted like a Twinkie with some yeah. key lime aftertaste to it. Yes. The marshmallow one kind of the same, but with marshmallow. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the Ecto Cooler tasted like nostalgia. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes, that was... That did. That brought me back to like my nineteen, the nineties, my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, when you uh, when you come here for Gen Con, you have a you have a set of Twinkies and a box of Ecto Cooler waiting for you, bud. Now wait, why didn't they? Why didn't Twinkie come out with a five foot long, six hundred pound Twinkie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, six feet long, seven hundred pounds, I think. Uh, well, I just watched the clip. Hold on, let me see. 
600 pounds. 600 pounds, okay. Ah, uh, did the Ghostbuster guru get the facts wrong? Whoa. Yeah. Well, he, he got his ghost busted. Yeah. God. <laughs> um, yeah, why, they should have just sold those in bulk. I'm sure one person would have eaten them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then died. <laughs> yeah, and they could even call them Spanglers. <laughs> oh, too soon. Well, actually, no, it's been a couple of years. But yeah, no, the... And, and they could be like, warning, this does contain the ghost of Hale Ramus. <laughs> People who worship ancient Babylonian gods are forbidden from buying this Twinkie. Sumerian. Same, uh, both, neither of them are allowed. Neither of and, them. And people who are related to ancient Carpathians. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I went to go see the movie, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um... From what I get, because I talked to a couple of audience members after the show and everything, um, and there seems to be consensus, and I've seen this online as well, and this is exactly my thought on it. If you separate it from the original and just take it as completely its own film, it is a really good film. It, it's not amazing, but it's really fun. Uh, I don't think it holds up as well as the original does, but... It's a completely... This was... The original was this weird experiment that they decided to do. And it was a comedy with some weird supernatural elements and a little bit of action. Um, but you could only pull off that comedy with that team. This was a straight-up modern-day blockbuster action comedy. Which doesn't make it bad, but it made it all right. It, it was its own movie in its own right. It really was. I mean... For me, who's a who's a professed you know ghost head, you know I went into it trying to not judge it, but essentially what I did throughout the entire time I was sitting there, I'm just like, okay, this scene is exactly like the first scene because the intro is exactly like the first intro. It's just yeah. Well, know. also the um, the 1980s Ghostbusters was a happy accident because even back then Bill Murray didn't want anything to do with it, but he was having trouble getting studios to pick up a movie that he wanted to do called The Razor's Edge. Oh, yeah. yep, yep. And um, so he, the idea was that he would do this schlocky nothing video that he himself didn't really care about. And then he would get to do his big serious movie, Razor's Edge, and then it would be awesome. And then Razor's Edge ended up being a catastrophic flop. He also he also kind of did it for Jim Belushi. Yeah. Too, yeah. Which he insisted that Slimer, like, they, they purposely made Slimer as the ghost of Jim Belushi because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, it, there was, it was a happy accident because you had, like, Harold Ramis, who's, like, fantastic... Yeah, you know, like yeah, writer and director and whatnot. So he was on board. Dan Aykroyd actually provided all the supernatural mumbo jumbo because he actually believes all that stuff. Yep. Um, so he, all the stuff that like he's talking about, like protonic reversals and ethereal slime, that's real Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Barely containing is crazy, but it fits in the movie. So it's it's <laughs> it, you can't replicate that. No, you, you know. Now, actually, I think in this movie, um, Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig were the least charming parts about the movie. Yeah, they really it, they were. They really were. Uh, Chris Hemsworth gave 110% in that movie. I found um, his character completely useless. I actually, it's funny because his character reminded me of like the secretary in like a 50s movie, like a sexy secretary or something like exactly. that. I did see, and we'll talk about this a little bit too because there was, of course, all the stupid fanboys and everything talking about the movie. But somebody, I saw a quote online today of somebody complaining about Chris Hemsworth characters like, 
the only male lead in this character is dumb and pointless and just this idiot throughout the whole movie. And somebody underneath him went, really? You're upset that the only representation of your gender in the entire film is pointless and stupid? I loved That's it. That's your problem with it? Chris, really? Chris Hemsworth looked at an aquarium and he goes, you know, fish tank is just a submarine for fish. Yeah. <laughs> that was the bit. That was the I, I was, the moment he said that, I was like, I'm on board. He, <laughs> he, was, he covered his eyes because it was loud. Yeah. It's, it was great. Um, like, he really tried, and it was hilarious. He was willing to be self-deprecating. Um, and I loved how Kristen Wiig was, like, inappropriately attracted to him. Yes, she was the Bill Murray in this. Yeah. Not in the, like, the funny, like, her her attitude toward things, but toward the opposite gender. No, yeah, and, we're, and she's, like, she's pseudo the main character. Yeah. She was um, literally trying to jump his bones. Yeah. yeah, now now Kate McKinnon and, uh, oh crap, um, Leslie, Jones. Leslie Jones, they carried the movie for me. They, they um, really did. They, I was really surprised by Leslie Jones, because off, off SNL, and I'm just going to say this because I'm just going to bring it out, and this was a thing that a lot of people had a problem with, she plays a stereotype a lot, but she did not do that in this movie. No. No, saw that. And, and in fact, they made her in the previews seem like she was going to be like stereotypical, but she was actually a reasonable, well-rounded person. Exactly, which is what Ryan was just saying. Like he saw her in the trailer, her acting like that. Those are literally the only two times they the showed it in the moments. trailer were the some, same two moments that they showed in the movie. Those are the only time that she acts like that. Yeah. Also, um, Michael K. Williams is a government agent. I love Michael K. Williams. <laughs> so I thought he played a great just. Completely ineffective secret agent. Yes. Um, he's Homeland Security. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, yeah, I thought Kay McKinnon and Leslie Jones, they stole the show. Um, Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig. And it's weird because um, Paul Feig loves Melissa McCarthy, so you'd think he'd give her the best lines, but yeah. no. It really did. Kay McKinnon was the absolute best. And I Put your lesbian boner away, sir. Don't make it creepy again. <laughs> yeah, or no, no, it's like uh, um, Kristen Wiig gets her hair changed, her hair color changed, and she's like, what do you think? And Kate McKinnon says, I'd hit on you at an AA meeting. She, that, was, <laughs> that was the great thing about her, too. Is like, she's, oh, I'm, I'm glad they didn't try to give someone for Kate McKinnon to romance, because exactly. usually if they have like a nerdy, quirky, they're like, ooh, look, he's a nerdy, quirky boyfriend. Because um, in the movies, like, and uh, Red Lantern Media talks about this, sometimes in movies they have what are called the case of the not gays, where if somebody could theoretically be interpreted as gay, they give them a boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah, and they don't do that with Kate. They don't really say either way with her character at all. They, she just doesn't have a romance, but... And it's actually, you don't see it, any of their romances really because they focus on their professional job. Exactly. exactly. And as opposed to Bill Murray, who stalks a woman while he's working. Exactly. <laughs> that is absolutely true. But Kate McKinnon's character, like, she would be flirty a little bit at times, but it wasn't, like, a defining act of hers. She just winked at people. Exactly. Yeah, oh, and oh, and the other government agent, um, I want to say it, Matt Walsh, where she was like, like feeling him up, <laughs> and he's like, "Do you know how many laws you broke?" She's like, "One." He's like, "No." She's like, "Two." He's like, no. She's like, "Is it one?" <laughs> and then she starts running her hand on his coat, like it was just, it, she was weird. Yeah. But she wasn't. They didn't try to make her like female uh, Egon. No, exactly, which I love. That was she was the exact opposite. All these characters, they did not try and replicate the original four. They yeah. were their own characters. Um, Safety and, lights are for boys. Yes. Holtzman was the absolute <laughs> best. I loved Holtzman. Yeah, I, I, I love Sigourney Weaver's cameo, 
Mm, Bill Murray's cameo I thought was actually kind of lackluster, and Dan Aykroyd's was just embarrassing. It really was. I expected him to have a bigger cameo than he did. I was happy about the fact that they did have all the Ghostbusters. They had... I'm I'm also glad they killed Bill Murray, because you know he'd never come back. Yeah, he would never Spoiler come back. Spoiler territory there. Sorry, Oops. people. They kill him in the movie? Yes. Yeah. Like, it's uh, technically a ghost. Murders him. A ghost. Violently, yeah. but it's, he falls out of their windows, so why they're not in prison is... Because, they they, well... Yeah, uh, actually, I, I also loved how uh, the mayor, like, was ob- immediately on board with the supernatural and stuff. He's like, but publicly we can't. Uh, endorse that, so we're well, going to talk. Well, again, we're going to get into spoiler character when we start talking about all that. Um, but, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but they all they all had a cameo. Mm-hmm. Ernie Hudson shows up. F- Dan Aykroyd. Oh, Ernie Hudson had the best cameo. He did. he did. He and Sigourney Weaver were like neck and Bill Murray, Sigourney Weaver, Annie Potts, and then you got a statue of Harold Ramis, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah, That was the very first cameo, actually, you Rest saw. in peace, Harold. Yep. Uh, um, so they all show up again, but they all have these little bit parts. I loved Annie, Annie Potts' cameo. Yeah, the secretary in the hotel. Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> um, overall, again, though, I, they, they did their own thing. They didn't mm-hmm. try to emulate the old movie. They kept the, the only two things they kept with it were the original title and the Slimer. basic premise. And Slimer. <laughs> and pseudo, and not the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, but totally the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah, exactly. That's actually where I felt like I felt like when they tried to hearken too much back to the previous, that's where they they stumbled. They didn't need a pseudo Stapuff Marshmallow Man to fight. It was funnier and more engaging when it's. I felt the third act was where it was weakest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were too that. many throwback scenes because that uh, parade of ghosts was ex- drawn directly from the intro scenes to the real Ghostbusters. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, um, and. Uh, and that poltergeist scene. Now, I did like actually that the the villain was like just a weirdo. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like I've, Who I've used their weirdo. own work against them. I've I've met weirdos like that before. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like when he goes up to um, Leslie Jones and he's like, and he's like, you're doing a great job, and the laborers will be the last people to be murdered in the cataclysm. So enjoy your time. And I'm like, hello, weird New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, final thoughts on this film. Again, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty good movie. I thought they, the biggest problem with it, and it's not really a problem, it just makes it very different, is the fact that this was just a straight-up summer action comedy. Yeah. It, it was It was not worth any anger, because it's... I mean, I, was, I wasn't either way on the, on the hype train, you know? I didn't think it was going to be the greatest thing ever. I didn't think it was going to be the worst thing ever. And you can't stop studios from doing remakes because that's what everybody's done since the invention of the written word. Yes. <laughs> uh, I want to say, like, only four of Shakespeare's works are original. Most of them just rip off other things or tear directly from history. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, like, you're going to have ripoffs. And Ghostbusters, the original in the 80s, was itself a ripoff of, like, a 1950s show. It was. Yep. The Ghostbusters with um, the gorilla. Yeah. And... Yeah. So and as, as long as people can toy around with intellectual properties, you're never going to not see that. Exactly. And, like, again, Leslie Jones was the only, was the biggest worry for me, and mm-hmm. she surprised me. Yeah, she was actually, she was super well-rounded, and she was super normal. Uh, actually, my wife's favorite scene was the mannequin scene with Leslie Jones, where she was just yes, like, that was being chased one. by the mannequin. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> 
but yeah, other than that, that was my fun thoughts. You got anything else you want to go over with it? Yeah, definitely. There's been a lot of backlash with Leslie Jones. Yeah, from, unfortunately. From a, a vocal minority who just, I mean, they don't allow the evolution of things. And it's just, it it sickens me that they they went on to her personal Twitter page and they left these vile, nasty, just straight up racist comments on her page. And I just, you guys are, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. There, there doesn't, but I'm not even going to draw more attention to them. They're yeah. assholes. That's Pretty the story. Yeah. I love you, Leslie. Um, yeah, the, the people on, on Leslie's page were being real Bruce Wayne's about it. They really were. <laughs> Not even regular Bruce Wayne. Frank Miller Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Uh, Zack Snyder Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Which oh, is great, yeah. Is Frank Miller Bruce Wayne. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the, and it sucks that, I mean, controversy is, is, especially with stuff like this, is always really silly because you can't. Again, this is how it's how things work, mm-hmm. and um, the things uh, oftentimes the the generations that get offended are mad when things aren't made for them anymore, you know. Um, and it's just it's not like you you could never recreate the '80s Ghostbusters, and if you did, like if you did, like when they remember when they remade Psycho with Vince Vaughn? Oh yeah. God! It was like a shot for shot remake, and it's and it wasn't good. Yeah. Um, if you tried to recreate the Ghost, 1980s Ghostbusters today, that movie would seem creepy and weird and not as funny. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's as funny as it is and as memorable it is because it came out in a time where it could be memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other movies are going to come out that are going to be better remembered than this new Ghostbusters movie, so who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. if, it, if it were, like, comically bad, that would be one thing. Like, but it wasn't even comically bad. It was just okay. Yeah, it was really okay. Yeah, I would say B B plus for me. Yeah. B minus. I would. I'd give, I'd, give, I'd give it a C plus. C plus. Right. I'd give it a gong. So plus. I think that does it for today's show. Um, any final words from anybody today? Yes, I have. Uh, no, besides the phone gong. There was any actual final words before we sign off today? You don't want the gong? Okay, I've got other things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This On has... that note, I'm going to choke out Ryan. Uh, yep. We are Astronauts Anonymous. They giving you their news one step at a time. Have a good night. You don't hear from me again. It was Joe. Joe did it. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I hope there aren't a lot of Batman fans in our fan base. And we're out.